Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey. Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Chuck Morse, author, radio host at WMFO, blogger. Thanks for joining me. It is a tradition in Jewish life for an all-night study at to be held during the Shavuot holiday, which is actually today, um, where people gather at local synagogues or homes, and they study religious texts, but they also discuss uh, secular issues. There's usually some fun activities. It's kind of a community uh, get-together that runs all throughout the night, right until sunrise when there's a morning minion service. And I've been invited over the past several years to speak at two Boston-area synagogues. Uh, people in the community know that I'm conservative and that I, I often discuss issues uh, that intersect conservative values with Jewish values. My presentations usually are controversial in this very, very liberal community. But I'm tolerated and I have uh, many people who respect what I do and who come out and tell me so, even so, even if they do it uh, Soto Voce, as it were. Well, this year, my, my presentation was entitled President Donald Trump and the Jews. And in the case of one of the synagogues, I was not invited this year, um, even though I, I sent an inquiry telling them what my speech would be. And in the second synagogue, I was invited. But what was interesting, and, and I applaud them for doing so and their courage, but what was interesting was that when I began to, it was my turn to speak, and I, I went to the podium, more than half of the room left. They boycotted the speech. They, they did a walkout. It wasn't particularly hostile, although some of the people were a little bit haughty. But they all basically fled the room, and there was only a few people left. There was about maybe a third of the people who uh, were most, who were a mix of people who admired what I was doing and others who actually were broad-minded and, and tolerant enough to stay and, and ask questions, and some of them were good, tough questions, which I admire and I enjoy. At the end of the presentation, all of the uh, boycotters, or most of them, came back. Some of them had just left for, for good. I mean, that's, you know, we should point out that this was 1 o'clock in the morning when I finally um, was, was up for speaking. And uh, I thought it was an interesting look at society in general and what's going on. We have a hard left in this country who, uh, who despise President Trump for reasons that um, could be articulated. I mean, they believe in open borders and the nationalization of health care and, you know, merging America into a, um, a colony of the world, which has been the trend certainly during the Obama years and before. And uh, they understand that Donald Trump is opposing those things. So they despise Trump, and I understand that. That's really, uh, I would say that there's a breakdown with regard to the people who left into two categories. The first one being just as I described it, the far left, the winning conscious leftists who, uh, who hate Trump's agenda and want to stop him at any cost. These are the people who on a national level are spreading this cockamamie conspiracy theory about uh, 
President Trump colluding with the Russians. And by the way, um, I look to Senator Dianne Feinstein and Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who have said basically that there's no evidence to back that up. So we'll leave that one there. But uh, they want to stop Trump. They want to impeach Trump. They want to end his presidency at any, by any means. But the majority of people who walked out, and I think that this is the majority of people who are Trump haters in this country, they are not conscious leftists. They are social leftists. They, they want to be on the side of the beautiful people. They want social acceptance. They want an easy way to, to get approval. They can see what happens when people dare defy this liberal left establishment. That includes, by the way, a lot of Republicans. And I think that they can be reached. You know, the hard left will never be reached. I think it's an exercise in futility. It's a waste of time. They have to be opposed, and they have to be fought with ration and with tough, equal, uh, you know, fists, the same type that they're applying. But the, the softer left, the, the more unwitting people, the, and that was most of the people that left the presentation, I think they can be reached, or at least many of them can be reached. Enough of them can be reached that we can move this country forward. And the way to go about it is through love, is through tolerance, is through patience. We have to talk with them, not let ourselves become angry or immobilized. We have to talk with them on rational questions. We have to ask them what they think about open borders. Who would they, how do they think that would work? We have to ask them what they think. Do they think that a nationalized healthcare system, would they feel safer going to a hospital with a nationalized healthcare system than they would with private insurance with all of its faults? You know, do they support uh, law and order in minority neighborhoods that can help people get to work safely? by taking thugs off the street, yes or no, but done with love and done with compassion. And I think by this means and by a simple statement of, of certain truths and what the Trump movement actually stands for, I think we can reach a lot of people. I think we can reach enough people to make a difference in terms of really changing this country and really beginning to put America first and making America great again and all of these are the sound, rational, philosophical principles that are the basis of what President Trump is attempting to implement for all of us to make this nation what it can be and what it should be. Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, this is Chuck Morse. My books are available at Amazon.com if you'd like to check them out. Just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, and you'll see him come up. And, of course, my podcast is available at iTunes and other locations. That's called Chuck Moore Speaks. And thanks for listening, everyone. Have a nice day. And for my fellow Jews, have a nice holiday. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great. I thought, uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Contour presents terrible impersonations. <clears throat> Yo, Adrian. It's so fluffy. 
say hello to my little friend. With Contour's voice remote, you don't have to be good. You just have to say it and your TV finds it. Hey, son of a nutcracker. <laughs> voice remote on Contour from Cox. Cable TV reimagined to get you right to the good stuff. Available to residential customers in Cox service areas. Broadband Wi-Fi connection required for app-based viewing. Not all famous movie quotes are searchable. Other conditions apply.